What's up, everybody? Welcome to Have to Cast, episode number 61. My name is Josh Tall. I'm joined my good friend, Barry Roberts, as always, an Eric Man H Bop. What's up, dude? What's up? What's going on in the life of Josh? How you doing? Doing okay. We're here on a Monday instead of a Tuesday. We'll be here for the next several consecutive Mondays, and who knows after that. But our schedule is going to take a little bit. Of a, of a wraparound. I was going to say reach around, but that doesn't really make any sense. I was going to say the same thing. Um, but yeah, because i got some stuff going on uh, that I don't really want to talk about live here because uh, that's it. So uh, <laughs> thanks, uh, Christian. Uh, you know, normally Brett is the graphic designer, but we had to make a really just shitty fucking thumbnail that matched the shitty fucking company. Uh, in the shitty fucking topic about it, so you know that one's an HBot original for you, AI generated. Yeah, you get some interesting stuff when you let an AI do graphic design. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, welcome one, welcome all to Hapticast, Haptic Intel's weekly gaming podcast. Whether you're watching live or watching on uh, replay or watching on uh, any podcast services uh, around the world that we might eventually ever get do audio. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, quick topic rundown for you, Brett. Uh, we got some abysmal shit in the abysmal chronicles, as always. A couple more meaty topics, maybe less than normal, but a couple of uh, meaty ones that we want to just you know kind of briefly discuss. Um, then the main topics, of course, talking about uh, Ubisoft uh, employees <laughs> getting rewarded with a Ghost Recon Breakpoint NFT hat commemorating twenty years of Tom Clancy. Uh, that's an abysmal fucking topic, let me tell you that. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to be talking about Dying Light 2, kind of a, a review in progress, uh, not a complete thing, just some thoughts um, with the game's launch and uh, what's going on there. We both both have played it a little bit. Um, and, yeah. Sorry, I was yeah. reading chat. I got distracted. Um, and then, uh, so only two main topics this week, and then we're talking about a little game called, is that Bo? Is that how you pronounce it? Bo? Yeah, Bo. Bo, a hand-drawn Metroidvania based on Japanese folklore that looks really cool. Um, so before we, I guess, hop into what we're playing, Brett, uh, Christian says here, if the reason is the thing that was on the Insta stories, congrats, my dude. What does that mean? Oh, he's talking about you and oh, I are going to be... Oh, 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 yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, sorry, I did not compute. Um, anyway, movies or uh, media consumption update, Brett. Um... I'll let you go first. Okay. If you'd like to. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're both playing Dying Light 2, obviously, but we'll talk about that more in depth later. So we don't have to talk about it now unless you really want to. Yeah, uh, I'll briefly talk about it. Um, so movies, uh, Jackass Forever, I went and saw this weekend. Uh, you were there as well. That movie rules. Dudes rock 2022. Um, that don't movie, really know what else to say. That movie was so much better than I was thought it would be. I gave it five stars on Letterboxd. That movie slaps. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's really good. I had I had a great time with it. It's definitely the best one uh, in many ways. Mm -hmm. The stunts weren't what I was expecting. There there were a lot less of certain ty types of stunts that they didn't do in this one. Like there was a lot less uh, food, like gross food eating mm -hmm. in this film, mm -hmm. uh, like gross out food. However, uh, the new cast phenomenal. I yeah. really hope they reboot the show with the cast because. 
some of those guys and, and gals actually yeah there, there is female I was gonna say the girl dude she has no I've never seen somebody have such big dick energy yeah like like no care. fear no fear at all just went for it and that's it yeah I don't I don't know how much I can say about what I'm about to say but they also uh show a copious amount of penis in this movie oh yeah lots of dick a lot like more than I was expecting from jackass which is a lot mm -hmm. lots of roosters uh, and a lot of like augmentation of the penis as yes. well mutilation and mutil yeah, mutilation as well you ever see bme pain olympics basically that but on speed with maybe a little less decapitation of the 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 south head if you know what i mean yeah i didn't expect there to be blood but there was blood so we there will... <laughs> yeah 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 we'll, we'll leave it at that but it was a great watch and it was very funny and i had a great time so go mm -hmm. check it out if you uh if you're uh, interested in going to the movie theater go check it out uh, christian says it's on power mount <clears throat> plus no, it's exclusively in theaters. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then Dying Light 2, I've been playing. I, I was playing. I can't really say much about that yet because we're going to be talking about that later on. Mm -hmm. I've also been putting some time into Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, mm. Arceus. Any changes of your thoughts or you still feel the same? No, I've had a, I had a little bit of a wall where they want you to, to progress to the next level. I have to catch a lot of Pokemon and raise my level. And every other time, I like didn't have this issue of like hitting a wall. I was just automatically at a level where I was allowed to continue the missions, but I've, I've now gotten to a point where the game, the game is like telling me I'm not allowed to progress unless I increase my rank. Hmm. So I don't know if the, I, if the game got more difficult or if I just stopped catching as much Pokemon, but basically I have to catch Pokemon and kind of catching Pokemon and uh, I'm catching a lot of Pokemon and I'm like, when the fuck is my level going to go up? Cause it's kind of ridiculous. But uh, yeah, the game's still fun. The game's still cool. The game's still great. I still like it a lot. Um, a little more okay. battling has been been brought in, which always welcome. So mm -hmm. very Christian, good. Christian says is it from four to five stars. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is from four to five. So I'm assuming that's something that everyone kind of has an issue with. Mm -hmm. He said, it, if, if so, that took me so fucking long. Yeah. He says, I also got a full odd Starly, a shiny full odd Starly last night. That's fucking slick. Congrats. I uh, haven't gotten a shiny yet, but I was hunting a little bit yesterday. So, uh, And then uh, TV shows, the usual. So I told you I was restarting Attack on Titan. I'm now at the female Titan. I'm almost done season one. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's cool. I love the female Titan. She's badass. Um, she literally just... Dude, there's a scene where she literally has a dude by his... Uh, is what, what is the gear called? The gear? And he, she's literally yeah. spinning him like a fucking top, dude. And she literally just smacks him on the ground. Mm -hmm. One dude, she literally grabs him and throws him under her foot and then stomps down. Like, she's just insane. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really, I'm really digging that. Yep. And then, of course, Righteous Gemstones, which we both are watching and mm -hmm. enjoy and love. I just Absolutely. watched the newest episode last night. Same. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit, dude. Uh, insane. Yeah. In multiple ways. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's just oh, good, and I, I love character development. I love how much John Goodman is this season. This is the John Goodman season. He's so good too, and it is the John Good fucking man season, dude. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm really enjoying that, and of course, Peacemaker, which the episode I just finished might have been the most recent one, where all hell breaks loose. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. And I really am enjoying that show a lot. It's getting better and better and better, and I'm really surprised by how good it is. So, I believe I'm going to start that tonight. 
Yo. I'm caught up. I'm caught up on all the shows that I want to be currently, um, and that's the next one on the docket for me. It's a good one. I like it a lot, and I think you are going to love it, to be honest with you. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I think you're going to like it. All right, that's all I got. What do you got? Yeah, so, uh, again, Jackass Forever, like you, uh, the movie Slaps, uh, awesome. I think by far the best Jackass movie um, on multiple fronts, as you mentioned. It uh, made me laugh really, like, I haven't haven't laughed that hard in the theater maybe since, like, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Love and Thunder? Or not Love and Thunder. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I was like, you took a time machine, dude. (laughs) Love and Thunder hasn't come out yet. Ragnarok. Um, yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was a good time. Um, then, of course, Dying Light 2, which we will talk about a little bit uh, as one of our main topics. Uh, enjoying it, for the most part. Um, but we'll talk about it. And then TV and anime, Righteous Gemstones, like you, again, awesome show. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, and then the book of Boba Fett, which I keep neglecting to mention. Um, and the reason I neglected to mention it for so long is because the first four episodes are garbage uh of this show i think really some of the worst star wars we've ever seen and then episode yeah absolutely and then there's episode five and six which are conversely some of the best star wars we've ever seen um and i really would like to have a more in-depth conversation with you about this but i no, you have not started it, no, correct? I and I don't want to spoil it because you will, I think, feel very similar to the way that I do. You'll be eh on the first four, and then um, you'll have your mind blown on the last two. Uh, and then, we'll, I mean, we'll see about the, this this final episode of the season comes out this Wednesday. Um, so I've been spoiled. That's really unfortunate. I don't know who the character is, but I know that they make an appearance, so... Yeah, that character is slick. Um, if you haven't watched Clone Wars and uh, Rebels and uh, Bad Batch, you probably won't care as much. Uh, but the implications of the character are very big, and uh, let's just say Boba Fett and Mandalorian are not the slickest bounty hunters in town anymore. All right, so that's good. Uh, anyway, so that's that's it. That kind of that kind of does it. For, for this okay. week. So let's go ahead and hop into the uh, Abysmal Chronicles, Brent, shall we? Yeah, uh, I might have a 2319 on my hands right now, um, but I will go until I cannot go anymore. All right, I, we can swap. <laughs> I'll go uh, as long as I can here. <laughs> so we, if you guys I'll, don't know... If that ha- if the 2319 is indeed in progress, then, you know, you just turn off your, your 2319, then I'll, I'll start uh-huh. my 2319. Okay. Yeah. So guys, oh, there it is, 2319. All right, so the Abysmal Chronicles are uh, a little segment we do uh, on the show every week about, you know, uh, topics that are maybe not quite big enough to have a full discussion about them. This week, it's actually a little bit of an inverse. There's uh, a lot of topics that we would love to have a huge discussion on, but in the interest of time, and so the show isn't like 18 hours long, uh, we're going to confine them to just a few minutes in the Abysmal Chronicles and give our general thoughts on them. But first, video game release is coming up. Uh, So Christian already said in the chat that Sifu is slick. I thought Sifu doesn't come out until yesterday till tomorrow i'm pretty sure tomorrow is the official uh release date of, of sifu so christian please tell me how you got that early code uh unless i unless we're wrong 
which is possible, but I thought it was February 8th, um, unless there's some sort of pre-order deal. And then, of course, Ali Ali World comes out tomorrow as well. And then, you know, we are on the horizon of Horizon. So, uh, Josh, real quick, I'm still in 2319, but I mm-hmm. wanted to let you know that um, it does have an early access release, I believe, for pre-orders. Yeah. And the problem right now is that some people aren't able to play the game even after pre-ordering it, and it's still locked for them. So uh, there's, if you go on their Twitter, there is a fix for that. So if anyone listening or watching has encountered this, um, go check it out on their Twitter, Sifu Game, and uh, get that fixed because you should be able to play early. Anyway, sorry, I was just playing the 2319 alert. Um, Such a random callback. Okay, let's hop into it. So uh, first and foremost, we have some gaming deal alerts for people, Brett. Uh, And they are (laughs) the following. Uh, So for GameStop Pro members, uh, if you are looking to upgrade your internal storage for your PS5, uh, GameStop has a Samsung 980 Pro, a 2 terabyte uh, NVMe drive uh, with a heatsink available for 200 smacks. And that is a 2 terabyte one. You could also get a 1 terabyte one for 113 bucks, and that is a slick deal. Yeah, I'm back now. Um, listen, if you're looking to upgrade your PlayStation 5 storage, this is like the best deal you're going to find at all right now. Yeah. This is the best deal you will find. Uh I just actually did it. I got the one terabyte model, and with the heatsink, it ended up being 170. Mm-hmm. So just to show you how good of a deal this is, that's like $60 off already. Right. Uh, the only problem is it is for GameStop Pro members. I don't know how many of people out there are, are still Pro members, but even that, I'm sure it's like, what, $20 for a Pro membership? You're still saving money if you don't have one. So Right. Yeah, I, I recommend people members. I do too, but this is a great deal. So. I agree. Uh, and then along with that, uh, more gaming deals. If you don't know, as of the time we're recording this, which is uh, February 7th, Target is offering buy two, get one free on all video games. Well, not all, but most video games on their website. And this is, it's interesting. It includes Nintendo titles, which it usually never includes Nintendo games. This does include that. Uh, only thing is no pre-orders. So if mm. you're looking to get like Elden Ring, that's not going to work. But you can get Pokemon Legends Arceus. You can get Dying Light 2. Uh, you know, all the new releases, they all count for this deal. Buy two, get one free. Mm-hmm. I even saw people were able to order three games, even if it was three of the same game, and then remove the last two items, the two of the games, and then they would get the first game for the price of the discount regardless. Wow. So you could get like a really good deal there. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Amazon's joined in on the fun as well. Oh. You can actually go on Amazon.com right now. I don't know if I recommend uh, giving Bezos your money, but you could do that, and you can uh, get the same deal. Buy two, get one free on all games, most games. Cool. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, with the video game releases and the gaming deals out of the way, let's jump into the Abysmal Chronicles topics. Again, these are the stories that are just a little too abysmal to make it as full topics for the podcast. Starting off, Tomorrow Children. You guys remember the Tomorrow Children? I do. This was a game that was free to play. Uh, I don't remember if it was like free on plus or if it was like completely free to play. Do you recall? Uh, It was completely free to play. Yes. And we got like a PS plus pack, I'm assuming or something. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the tomorrow children originally launched in October of 2016. Mm -hmm. It was a free to play resource management and town building game 
but with some social aspects and even some action where you defend your town from attack by using rocket launchers, turrets, and tanks. Mm -hmm. However, it was shut down after just six months after it launched. Mm. Uh, Sony announced the title would be shut down. Mm. So why are we talking about this game that came out in 2016 that failed after six months? Would you like me to tell you? Briefly, yes. Why? So... Essentially, what happened, right, is that this was a second-party exclusivity deal. With You're already saying too much. I just want to know what happened. So basically, this company, you know, lost. I just want a little bit. The company got their IP back, and now the game is coming back in a not-free-to-play version so that people are going to have to pay for it to engage it because the, the creator realized that people were still uploading screenshots of the game. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Dylan Cuthbert, the CEO of Q Games, which is the studio responsible, said it was a free-to-play game, so it needed time to grow and for us to work out how to monetize it properly. But that's the main reason it ended up being shut down, because we really didn't manage to monetize it. We weren't experienced in free-to-play, so that probably didn't help, but neither were Sony. Mm. We were still finding our way to earn from the players. Not in a manipulative way. We wanted to find a nice way to earn just enough to keep the game going. Yep. After the game closed, Cuthbert noticed fans were still posting their in-game pictures, which is what you mentioned, uh, as if they were still playing it. Even two to three years later, the community was still sharing their old screenshots, which prompted Cuthbert to investigate whether the Tomorrow Children could be revived at all. Uh, Q Games got the IP back, and the return of the Tomorrow Children is returning imminently. So the whole point is, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, the game that nobody played that went away is coming back. I didn't. I didn't like this game. Uh, I don't think the the monetization aspect was the problem. Uh, I think the uh, lack of anything to do in the game was the problem. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, hey, I, I'm. It's cool that they got their IP back from Sony, and that you know they're going to do something with it. And uh, I wish them nothing but success. But uh, I won't be playing it. Yeah, I uh... got no interest. I truly do not know what they're thinking here. Um, he's literally like, yo, you guys are still uploading images of our game. Let's bring it back. Like, is that enough to like, if I just post a picture or something, will like a famous per or a rich person just like make it happen? Like, what is the, I don't quite understand what's going on here. They got their IP back. They want the game more to, cool. for players. Before you continue, Brett, Yuki asked when that deal is done with Amazon Target and all that stuff. I don't know, but it was through the weekend, so I would do it. I would jump on this quickly if I were you. Um, I would I would move on that. There you have it. I'll try to see if I can find a firm date as you continue speaking. Okay. Uh, so this is a cool little story. Ambient Swim. Uh, Adult Swim has a channel on HBO Max called Ambient Swim, and all it is is beats and animated visuals to relax to. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the chill and trippy commercials, uh, the bumps that they would play regularly on uh, Adult Swim. So if you thought those were cool back in the day or even now when they when they do them now, uh, you can literally just put them on loop on your TV and relax and chill. So I thought that was pretty cool. Thoughts? No? Yes? Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense now, especially in this age of streaming. Uh, might be 20 years too late, but hey, man. I mean, people literally go on YouTube and pop up lo-fi hip-hop beats. That's, and... that's the first thing I thought of. 
was yeah. that oh lo-fi beats lo-fi and it makes beats. sense because adult swim has always been i don't know if they're like a ends tuesday sorry next next tuesday no tomorrow oh tomorrow this deal okay, ends so, tomorrow yuki so tonight probably i would assume yeah so get on that in the next jump on it few hours uh but yeah the, the adult swim thing they always like share music like they're very on the pulse of like indie music and stuff so i think this is cool they can share some cool visuals from animators and stuff and and play some cool music that you might not have heard before so yeah i'll throw it on the background yeah we'll put it up right now no we will not yeah we don't got time for that all right this one rattles my brain too josh platinum games is done making good games (laughs) what the hell's going on uh, Platinum Games, which if you don't know, they're the, the studio behind Bayonetta, uh, Astral Chain. Um, their CEO, their new CEO, scale wants down. to create... What? Scale down? <laughs> yeah. Platinum's new CEO wants to create larger, riskier games and hints at live service focus. Uh, company co-founder Atsushi Inaba, who recently took over as president and CEO, discussed his promotion in a recent interview with EGC, the Video Game Chronicle along with his aspirations for the for Bayonetta's developer's future. Why is that w- written so poorly? What is that? That's what? I heard like a siren. No. Are you playing 2319? No. <laughs> In the interview, Inaba suggested a larger focus on live service games. He said he would like the company to create more games that can be enjoyed and loved for a longer period of time compared to those in which players experience one-off content, such as in Bayonetta. Okay, there's another part to this quote, but I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't like that. Yeah. There's a there's a place for that, but why would you move from one to the other? Their one-off content games like Bayonetta are beloved by fans. But you can't make more money. Well, that that's what I don't... Well, here's what I really think it is, is the fact that they haven't had anything... I mean, Platinum Games has a lot of talent there, no doubt. But they have not really made anything that has taken off, and I think they want, like, a mainstream hit. Because all of the founders, including their CEO, come from backgrounds where they made huge, like, pivotal, monumental mainstream hits and platinum while they've made great games and i like platinum games and bayonetta and all that stuff is great it's not a mainstream massive success and i think that is what they want so they might think that doing some sort of live service game is the way to go about that because they could create some sort of cultural you know shift or phenomenon that's how i read it that's a good point and that's the only other thing i that's the only other way i can interpret this unless they are Unless he's literally so unbelievable that he didn't realize that this was like a public statement. This sounds like something you say to your team, like, how can we make more money? Well, if we shift from, you know, single player games to like live, live, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Service. Live service games. We can make money constantly versus the one payment we would get from a game like Bayonetta. Uh, So he says, in the past, even if we wanted to create our own IP, it was difficult to do so. Yeah, no shit. And even if we could, it would be on a very small scale. We can only make indie class products. In the future, I would like to get rid of all of that and make larger <clears> games <throat> from our ideas and succeed in at least one thing. Yeah. That that's it. 
that's it right there. Sus, dude. That's sus. I don't think it's the right way to approach it. Uh, I think the right way to approach it is, um, you know, make a fucking better game. Yeah, this guy's sus. He doesn't know what he's doing. Get him out. Inaba? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll Inaba, dude. Um, I'm sad about that. Moving on, Sony AI project. Uh, Sony's teasing a breakthrough AI project created with Gran Turismo studio Polyphony. Gran Turismo 7 was originally planned for release last year, but was delayed after production was impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. And the official reveal for this breakthrough AI project is coming on February 9th, which is this guy's birthday. I don't know what this means. I don't know what what any of this means, but AI. I got to tell you something. What's that? <clears throat> I have a gift for you for your birthday that I'm very hmm. excited for you to receive. Really? What is it? I'm not going to be telling you, but um I I think I think you're going to enjoy it. Can you just tell me? No. Come on. No. Just for him. Come on. Eat my fucking asshole. Thanks, dude. Um, well, I'm excited to receive your gift. Uh, not if it's what you just said it was, but if it's something else. I'm excited to uh, pitch it to you. You're going to pitch me my birthday gift? No, you said receive, you know, pitching and catching, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. I want to do another uh, episode of Unclaimed Baggage. Is now not the right time to bring this up? I mean, we could talk about it now if you want. I, I want to do it. Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Soon. All right, I'm ordering your stuff now. All right, look for it in the next few weeks. <clears throat> okay. Thanks. All right, well, moving on. Uh... Saudi Arabia is investing over $1 billion in Capcom and Nexon, which I don't know what Nexon is, Josh. You're going to have to help me out there, but you're making a little note here? No. Oh, I thought you were writing something. No. Uh, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund has bought a $1 billion chunk of Capcom and Nexon. The stake is worth more than 5% of each company. In December of 2020, the fund acquired over $3 billion worth of stock in Activision Blizzard, Electronic Arts, and Take-Two. The public investment fund is reportedly central to Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's goal of making the Saudi economy less reliant on proceeds from oil, which is smart. Continued investments in video games uh, continue to raise concerns given Saudi Arabia's longstanding history of human rights abuses. Yeah, I'm looking at <clears throat> Nexon's stuff. Um, they haven't done too much of consequence. They did Maple Story, uh, most recently Blue Archive, Dungeon Fighter Online, lots of mobile games. It looks like so maybe that's why. Um, yeah, they sound like a mobile game company. Maple Story Two, Dragon Nest. Oh yeah, these uh, are all FIFA Online games. Yeah. So. 
I'm a fan of pro wrestling. This is no secret. Uh, big fan of wrestling. And one of the things that I've been very critical of is the World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE's uh, continued patronage of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of companies taking the money from them and, you know, just acting like everything's okay. There are a lot of human rights issues in Saudi Arabia. Uh, they do not treat everyone with the same respect that they should be. And yes, while they are making strides to continue to do better, it's not, and I don't see it getting to the level that it should be anytime soon. Yeah, this uh, continued um, acquisition or stake buying in video game companies from nefarious uh, bad faith partners like Saudi Arabia, like the Chinese Communist Party and Tencent, um, it is growing increasingly hard to i think be a moralistically uh you know good consumer because eventually uh pretty much now it's impossible to do that um unless you buy like completely locally uh, or something like that which in the video video games is like hard to do that i mean lots of great indies but you understand what i'm saying and um the aspect of censorship and just propaganda that we're going to see uh concerns me um, and this is another, you know, drop in the bucket. 5% stake of both companies, that's no small fish. Um, and it's not good. Yeah, my honest opinion is that we should just leave them alone and not let them interact with us and just keep them with a 10-foot pole and then uh, tell them they're allowed to rejoin society when they want to treat everyone with the same respect that they deserve. So that's what I think. All right. So here's a little tip for you. Horizon Forbidden West is coming out very soon, and there's a way that you can get it for $10 less if you're buying it on PlayStation 5. Why'd you do a thumbs down? That's a good thing. I meant, like, I did the 10, and then I did it down. Oh. Yeah, you can see how that can be misinterpreted, though. All right, do it. say it again. All right. <clears throat> trying to get like the right cadence you know ladies and gentlemen you can get horizon forbidden west for ps5 for ten dollars cheaper if you follow this simple guide what is the guide what do, what do you have to do it's simple it's simple Josh, it is it's so, it is simple it's so simple it's i can't i don't even have the energy to do trump right now you literally have to just buy the game on the PlayStation Store from an internet browser. So That's let me right. explain how this works. Horizon is the final first-party Sony game, which will offer a free upgrade to PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. That's a very integral part here. Players who purchase the PS4 vi- version of Purchase the PS4 version of Forbidden West will get access to the PS5 version for free. That makes sense, right? Correct. However, when viewed on a PlayStation 5 console, users are only given the option to purchase the PS5 version of the game for $69.99 or the digital deluxe version for $79.99. Right. But those who access the game via an internet browser are given the option to purchase a PS4 version of the game for $59.99 which will include a PS5 upgrade for free. Correct. 
So, so basically, just go to the PlayStation Store on your browser, purchase it there, or buy the physical PS4 disc and put it in your PS5. You'll get the upgrade. Yep, that's it. So, so, so don't, don't waste your money. Don't buy the PS5 version. If you have a PS5. Don't give them the money. Don't give them your ten dollars. Keep your fucking ten dollars and hoard it. Don't so, give it to uh, them. Don't do it. They don't deserve it. I mean, if the game's good and you want to give them an extra ten dollars, I'm talking but... about like PlayStation as a whole. Okay. Well, speaking of bad things, uh, let's talk about NFTs. We're going to be talking about them in a minute as well. But oh boy, brother, I gotta tell you, no fucking thanks. The indie game store itch.io calls NFTs a scam in a fiery statement on Twitter. This is coming from VGC. In a Twitter thread posted on Sunday, dude, you're like being decapitated right now. I'm stretching. You okay? Yeah. I think this is a good time of any. If you could just show your shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Hucking Faptic t-shirt. We have it available in a hoodie and a t-shirt on our merch store, which is in the description down below. Uh, I just want to let you know, we have we have different variants available now, too. We brought back the, uh, gold, uh, 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 the gold and crimson colorway, which is the one Josh is wearing. It's only available to the end of this month, but we've also introduced the pink and perp variant which is also only available to the end of this month. We lowered our prices. They're the, lower, the lowest they've ever been. So if you want to buy our merch, you want to support the show, you want to look cool wearing your T-shirt like Josh uh, with his face on it, go check it out. Uh, both of the colorways are only going to be available to the end of this month, and then they're gone. Uh, we might do one more drop, but that's not going to be for like a year probably. So if you want them, grab them. And if you don't want them, fuck you. All right, moving forward. Um, oh, yeah, I'm on the shirt too. To the right? To the left? No, that's not me. Oh, that's your nipple. No. That's it. What? No, that's fucking Marvin, dude. That is Marvin. Marvin sees, yeah. All right, so yeah, if you want to support us, go ahead and buy that merch. The shirt is uh, anyway. so fucking stretched out. <laughs> Itch.io called NFT a scam in a fiery statement on Twitter. Uh, they basically gave their response to what people uh, have been asking about NFTs and, you know, we, we know that everyone in the gaming space is trying to get into NFTs right now, especially Ubisoft, which is what we're going to be talking about in just a minute. But uh, itch.io is not having it. Yeah. This is their quote. They said, a few of you have asked about our stance on NFTs. NFTs are a scam. If you think they are legitimately useful for anything other than the exploitation of creators, financial scams, and the destruction of the planet, then we ask that you please reevaluate your life hey, choices. Nice. <laughs> Also, fuck any company that says they support creators and also endorse NFTs in any way. They only care about their own profit and the opportunity for wealth above anyone else. Especially given the now easily available discourse concerning the problems of NFTs, how can you be so dense? 2319! We have a 2319! Do you have a soundboard now too? I'm very confused as to what's happening. No, no soundboard. Can they hear it? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I was. I didn't. I thought you were just playing sound effects for me, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know I was worthy of getting sound effects just for me." But brothers, twenty three nineteen. So, what do you think, man? Itch.io. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty spot badass. on. They're spot on, and um, I agree with them. And they're badass. And this, I think, segues perfectly into um, 
you know what our main topic is going to be, which we'll get to in in just a minute. That's right. But before we do, before we jump into that, I got to do a quick shout out to uh, W Energy, W.GG. Uh, if you guys don't know, W was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Uh, their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. So there's no calories, no sugar, no artificial colors, uh, no fillers, none of the bad stuff. It's just very slick. And why am I saying it's very slick? Well, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. That's right. Haptic Intel is sponsored by Dubby. And if you want to save 10% on your order, just use code SLICK at Dubby.gg. Shout out to Christian uh, from Save Before Quitting Podcast. He just used our code and saved 10%. And also, by doing so, got a free... He got a free $10 coupon to spend on Dubby for his next order. So shout out to him and shout out to you if you use our uh, our code SLICK. So, uh, you know, we'll have more contests in the future to win more prizes with Dubby. So we we thank you again. And uh, it's SLICK. My favorite flavor is Dub Sludge. I recommend it. Josh, I don't even know what you're chugging on, but. My favorite flavor is butt juice. Uh, so yeah, thanks, uh, thanks to W for sponsoring us. And uh, I think without further ado, there's nothing else that we can do here except roll that motherfucking intro, Josh. That's not the topic we're doing. I wish all corporations embracing NFTs a very pleasant go bankrupt. That's the wrong article. Uh, this is also the wrong article. I wish all NFTs... I wish all NFTs... I wish all NFTs a very total market collapse. That's also the wrong article. Oh, here we go, Brett. Ubisoft rewards employees with a Ghost Recon Breakpoint NFT hat. This is, I can't, I honestly cannot even understand how we live in a world where this amount of idiocracy exists at the highest levels of control in an organization. It truly makes me want to just give up on life and die. It makes me want to vomit. It makes me want to fucking vomit. So... 
Christian says, wait, so it's a hat of an NFT or it's a hat that is attached to own <laughs> That's what I asked. <laughs> That's my question too. It's a hat. It's an in-game item for Ghost Recon Breakpoint that is an NFT. So let's get into it. So this but comes- But it's a hat. But it's a hat. Celebrating 20, yeah, an NFT hat. I don't want to fucking die. Um, this comes via Destructoid. So, if you remember, Brett, too, a little context, a little flavor text for you. Ubisoft uh, recently came under fire uh, for doubling down uh, on uh, NFTs. So, yeah. Ubisoft executive Nicholas uh, Pouillard? Poopy? Poopy? Poopyard, Poopyard came under fire last month when he, when they stated the NFTs being implemented in Ubisoft titles is nothing less than a massive beneficiary to its customers, going as far as to candidly state that the player base just quote unquote don't get it. The bullish comments came after Ubisoft launched its famous in-game blockchain brand. If you remember, Brett, Quartz, or I like to call it Sharts. And continuing on, Brett, in a story far too believable to be untrue, Ubisoft has gifted some of the publisher's employees who are concerned at the studio's directions with in-game NFTs to celebrate the anniversary of the Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon franchise. <sighs> Try not to vomit you. So, the way I read this, and I could be wrong. I just It's funny, even if it's just the way that the article stated it. Oh, employees that are concerned with us, you know, doubling down on blockchain tech and NFTs. Here's an NFT for us liking you so much. It's a hat. It's an in-game hat celebrating 20 years of Tom Clancy. And, of course, Breakpoint, which is the most unpopular Tom Clancy game of the last 20 years. And if you look at our thumbnail, the hat that Eves is wearing is the hat. So if you're curious about what it looks like, that's the hat. And actually, here, let me I'm quickly, I'll pull it up uh, b behind you, uh, behind us uh, for, for everybody, just so you can go ahead and, and uh, get a look at this beautiful fucking thing. This is the hat. I'm truly about to vomit. This is the hat right there. If my workplace was like, yeah, here's a hat. But it ain't real. I'd say you're as, fucking as insane. An what, it's an appreciation gift, though, dude. I'd be like, you're nuts. You're insane. You're fucking crazy. I don't think that's very nice, Brett. Um, so continuing here, <laughs> gifts of the in-game hat for Ghost Recon Breakpoint were handed out in all places at a workshop specifically designed for employees to voice their concerns about Ubisoft's direction. So I was correct. And I think that is where this story takes a fucking breaking point into just being abysmal to absolute stupidity realm. I was I was going to play a sound effect. Literally no sound effect would equal the amount of confusion and sickness I feel right now. If I'm being honest. Continuing, according to Kotaku, one Ubisoft employee likened the motion to, quote, staff saying, we hate this crypto stuff, and Ubisoft responding with, okay, come get some, end quote. Even that wasn't gross enough, dude. And then I have one last nugget for you, Brett. I don't and, know if I want to hear it. And then we can talk about it. I want to read some chat messages. 
An internal memo leaked to Kotaku says, quote, with the opening of the Ubisoft Quartz platform in December, we thought of creating an exclusive digit for you, the Ghost Recon 20th anniversary cap, exclamation mark. If you want to receive this exclusive digit, we will inject it into your crypto, crypto wallet on the 9th of March, period. Why is it End so, quote. like, weird with the way he's, like, phrasing it? Like, he's, like, injecting it into, like, your veins or something. What the fuck? Christian says the thing I don't get about NFTs as a whole, uh, I just lost it, is why are they inherently frowned upon when they've been a thing since the early 2000s? NFTs are currently frowned upon massively because of the Ponzi scheme-like nature that corporations and the rich are treating them. First and foremost, they have a terrible uh, detriment to uh, the environment as far as e-waste goes. They take a lot of processing power and a lot of hardware to use. Uh, it doesn't last very long. Second of all, they're being used as money laundering schemes and these Ponzi schemes for the rich and of corporations of a way to funnel money through this essentially unregulated avenue um now while there could be an artistic argument i think to be made with some things or collectible arguments even uh, as far as the actual like the non-fungible token side of it the reality is that they're fucking stupid uh they're ridiculous they're gross and people are trying to kind of take uh, i think hold or uh make a quick buck off of this wild wild west that we're living in in regard in regards to nfts i mean would you agree with that can, that kind of statement I just made, Brett, as far as why they're a problem? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, I've seen, you know, random artists to my favorite band doing NFTs, and it all makes me sick. And honestly, it, like, left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, my my favorite band launched an NFT, yeah, and it's, it's just so involved with it that I don't even like listening to their music anymore. Like, they've literally said, like, if you don't like it, like you, I don't know. Like they pretty much said, like "fuck you" if, yeah. if you don't like it, and that bothers me. Um, because they are treating it like a community thing. We're like, this is our community. This is who we are now. Like this is us. And if you don't like it, you can fuck off. And I just think that it's not cool because there's so many of us out there that probably like that music, but we're just turned off from this whole NFT thing. And listen, blockchain technology is cool. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. But when you sell me a fucking picture of a fucking monkey like i just that has no value to me especially when there's like art is subjective okay sure art is subjective fine totally cool but to me and maybe nfts as a whole like this whole phenomena that it has caused is art it's subjective but when you have a picture of a monkey and you put a hat on him and you give him a, a fucked up teeth and you go, this is worth $10 million. And then you make another one that's purple and you change the hat and you go, this one's worth $9 billion. I don't get it. That ain't art. That is ridiculous. Uh, so unless there's some meta narrative behind those monkey things, that ain't it, Chief. Yeah, I, I mean, value is only placed on things because we give it that right because us society come together and fucking galaxy brain agree oh this is worth this much or this is worth this much and the market can regulate and dictate itself and whatever and that's fine but uh, going back to the ubisoft stuff i mean first of all 
this this shit has kind of existed in video games. Uh, Christian keeps bringing up CS:GO, and that's correct. I mean, that has existed for a long time. Um, and that doesn't really have the blockchain involved, but yeah, no. But in the concept of owning digital things, uh, I would argue the Steam. Uh, you know, your Steam account, you get in-game items uh, specific to you for Steam that you can list on Steam's marketplace and make you know a couple pennies on things like that. So things. Yeah, World of Warcraft had it too. Sure, things that were kind of like it exist, whereas uh, you know NFTs are 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 minted and you know sold and collected through the blockchain it's it's money laundering it's it's all it is in my eyes it's a pyramid scheme and it's money laundering for the rich and yeah they're you got jimmy fallon live talking to fucking paris hilton on tv about the fucking apes and it makes me want to fucking vomit i want to die i just right. and i mean and christian brings up a good point here too is that the, the biggest thing or the biggest i guess argument or distinction maybe maybe without much difference though is that the actual like the actual token itself right that's minted is like saying you know you have the mona lisa and then you have you know 30 million copies of the mona lisa that aren't really the mona lisa you know what i mean they're prints or scans or you know whatever and i i understand that like i i, I do get that but um also go fuck yourself uh, yeah <laughs> i don't I don't know. Christian also said, I, I see, I can, I, the same argument can be made for painters that have million dollar paintings that are just huge blocks of single colors. Is it art? Technically, but also no. And this is kind of what I was getting at when I said mm -hmm. that the NFTs themselves aren't art, but the, the whole thing as a whole, the movement could almost be seen as art. Yeah. I mean, Ironic I, art. It could be used that way too. And that's fine. And I, I I just I don't like how they're used in mass and I especially don't like shit like this where who that's how you that's how you respond to your employees that are concerned about you stifling them creatively and how you're shifting in this space by giving them something as worthless as a, as a NFT fucking hat for Ghost Recon Breakpoint what yeah. who who thought that was a good idea at the company? Uh, this this poo poo guy, you 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 had this idea and you're like, oh this is this is great. We're gonna use this meeting where people are coming to air their concerns about NFTs by giving them fucking NFTs like a fucking goodie bag. No. Do you have anything else to say? Because I want to end this with something. I got nothing else to say other than bad. All right. So to keep in in to keep in the track of of poop and piss particles. Uh, shit and piss particles, if you will. I'm going to tell you a little story. This is a true story. Christian, you probably know this story. Some people out there, if you're art history people, you might know this story. There was an artist. His name was Marcel Duchamp. He was a, an artist, but he was the kind of artist where he would shit on art and say, how is that art? How is that stroke of paint on a canvas art? That's not art. So in protest, he went to an alleyway and he found next to a dumpster a urinal. He took that urinal and he entered it into the art museum and said, this is my art. And he wrote his name on it, but it wasn't actually his name. It was, a, it was basically the equivalent of him writing huge ass on it, dude, or like bend over. Mm -hmm. He literally wrote like a crass name and he said, this is art. And that piece is at the Philadelphia Museum of Art right now, urinal, sitting there. So my point of bringing this up is, number one, shit and piss, just like NFTs. Mm -hmm. 
Just like Poopy Soft. Just like Poopy Soft. But number two is that art is, art is subjective. Anyone can make anything art, but the message behind it, the meaning behind it, the story behind it is what makes it art. If you take millions of pictures of monkeys and change a single thing about all of them as a whole, maybe that's art. But otherwise, you got an Xbox Live gamer picture, dude. And that is worthless. So take with that what you will. Uh, shit and piss particles. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. So with that, Josh, why don't we move on? Both of us have been playing a little video game that just released called Dying Light 2. Yes. And I think you and I are going to do a little review in progress. We're not done the game, but we want to talk about our experience with it so far. Sure. So I'm just going to put this up behind us, this PlayStation fixes and improvements that they announced, because it's what ultimately our conversation is going to lead to. First of all, I've played maybe seven or eight hours of the game now. Not crazy far in. Um, I positives i am enjoying the game i don't know anything about the story because i've only played the prologue missions i haven't played any other story missions i uh, am enjoying the free running as always i'm enjoying the open world aspects of it it feels good to play melee combat feels good all the things that you would want in dying light i think are, are done uh, reasonably well um you know i think it is solid overall i don't think it is maybe the revolution of the game that I wanted, although maybe I haven't experienced it yet, you know, again, only like seven, eight hours in. Well, um, let me let me interrupt you real quick, because mm -hmm. to that point, I want to make a point as well. Mm -hmm. I think that Techland made a very bold decision with Dying Light 2, Josh. And I think that bold decision is making you as a player utterly useless and underpowered from the very beginning of the game. Yeah. And I think that was done by design because they want you to, as you progress through the game, unlock more abilities, unlock that skill tree, make yourself stronger, unlock sure. new tools to progress, you know, the story. It's not, it's a Metroidvania in a way mm -hmm. where you're getting these power-ups and you're collecting things that make yeah. you stronger. And, to... and an RPG. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that although we are not very far, I still think that there is a lot to come. Oh, for example, for sure. I know that there's a zip or a uh, grappling hook in the game and a paraglider mm -hmm. and i'm like 10 hours in and i haven't seen either of those things right and they're like integral parts of the gameplay yeah so that's what i think um yeah so it's it's good um and i think that is where the good stops though um this game is kind of broken yeah um and I'm not okay with that uh, at all. And I know they are the devs are doing their best and they're trying to to fix it and update it and change everything like you see behind us. And there's multiple images like this that exist of stuff that they're trying to do this week, you know, for, for PC and Xbox and all this stuff. But my larger point is that I'm so fucking sick of games coming out that are broken. And you know what? I'm partially to blame because I keep fucking buying them. I bought Cyberpunk. I bought Dying Light 2. Both games are broken. Now, Dying Light 2 is nowhere in the realm of Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Let's get it, that. It straight. doesn't crash. It functions anything. mostly as it's supposed to. 
and maybe that's where I'll turn it over to you, Brett, because you had, uh, I think, some of the most issues. I haven't really experienced too many bugs. Um, you know, not certainly nothing game breaking. I haven't had any crashes. I haven't had any, really, any issues with it on on my end. But where you're about to touch on is where the issues start. At one of the core draws, I think, of, of the game. So I'll let you take over. Yeah. So just to give some background of where I'm at in the game, there is a intro portion of the game that. You know, you're very limited. It's very linear on what you could do. Then it opens up to open world and you get to explore the first area of the game. I'm going to call that the first area. And mm -hmm. then there's a second area of the game. There might be more, but the point I'm trying to make is I am about to go from the first area to the second area. That's how far I am into the game. OK. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of issues with the game. So number one, if you're playing on PlayStation 5, there's a blinking or like a I don't even know how to describe it, but essentially it's a flickering thing where your screen will turn black for like a millisecond. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a feature. I thought it was the main character Aiden blinking and it mm -hmm. was like a, you know, a way to like make you feel like you're the character. He's actually blinking every once in a while. That ain't it, Chief. It's a glitch and it's only affecting PS5 players. So that's strike one. Strike two. It's not that bad, but still strike one. Strike two. The game launched. Co-op is one broken and two there's no cross play with or co-op with different gens and different consoles mm -hmm. or platform. So there's no cross platform and there's no cross gen. That means if you're playing with someone, uh, if you want to play with someone that's on PlayStation four and you're on PlayStation five, can't do it. There's no way to co-op, which is just absurd. And then also Xbox and PlayStation, they can't co-op either. So that wasn't publicized. That wasn't made pu uh, public. That's something that people are just finding out now, and I don't know if they're going to fix that or not, but that is a big problem, especially if you're the friend with the PS5 and your friends have the PS4. You're fucked. You can't play. Mm -hmm. But the biggest issue is one that is happening to a lot of people at different points of the game, so it's not even consistent with where I am. But I tried to join you last night. I waited all weekend to play co-op with you. Mm -hmm. I joined your game. I got kicked from your game, and as soon as I was brought back to my game, I died instantly. Aiden woke up. He. Oh, I'm awake. I'm back in my world. That is what happened to me. Instant death. He wakes up and dies. And from there, what happens is a consistent loop of death. For four second intervals, I am alive. Could you feel call like it's... it a death loop? It is a death loop. It is almost like I'm playing Groundhog Day, except I'm alive for four seconds and then I die. And then I wake up again and get another four seconds and I die. So I have just enough time to run out the door, jump in the air off the building and die and fall to my, well, I guess I already died, but I fall not to my death, but I fall and land on the ground. Mm -hmm. So I can't progress. I can't do anything. The game is officially broken for me. I can't play it. So that's a big problem. And it's happening to a lot of people, not just me not just where I'm at and different parts of the game. And a lot of it seems to have to do with joining a friend in co-op. So yeah. that fucking sucks, dude. I can't play the game. I literally can't play the game. Yeah. So to know they are uh, ready with a fix for that problem specifically. So they say, uh, I think they said they want to put it, uh, update it by Wednesday or something like that, I think is when they're aiming for it. Uh, along with a bunch of other, you know, minor issues and things like that. But the core attraction almost of this, this game is co-op. 
Um, that's what made, uh, you know, one of the reasons the original game was so special. Um, and is a big draw for a lot of people. Um, also, you know, is a big part of trophy, the trophy list of this game. And there are very specific things that you have to do, which maybe leads me to another problem, is the trophy requirements of this game are uh, unrealistic. It's a, bad yeah, you, it's a bad trophy list. Yeah, you were saying that you're going to have to, like, do multiple playthroughs or well, save the, scum, basically. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, uh, they need to add manual saves. Any game that launches with manual saves automatically <sighs> is a fucking turd in my book. Dude, that is the problem with where I'm at right now. Is if I could have manually saved, I would be fine. Right, but, but you get one save. Um, yeah, and so there are issues with people's you know saves being corrupted and the game crashing or closing and you losing all of your quest progress. So after I do a couple things, I'm closing the game, uploading my save to the PS5 cloud, and then starting the game again. I shouldn't have to do that. Add manual saves, but the the thing is in the game, there's these things called inhibitors. Um, which allow you to upgrade your health or your stamina. And you kind of choose every three inhibitors you get, you can upgrade. Uh, you can upgrade either one. Now, there are 120 inhibitors <clears throat> on the entire map in the game. 120 inhibitors on the entire map. To receive the Platinum Trophy, there are, and you know, 100% uh, achievements. The, the You have to completely upgrade both. But, Brett, it takes 81 inhibitors to fully upgrade one of them. And if you do that math, that's 162 inhibitors that you need to fully upgrade your health and your stamina, both of which you need to do to pop different trophies to 100% the game. Now, that math doesn't really add up if there's only 120 inhibitors on the entire map of the game. So you either have to play this 80 plus hour experience twice to do that, or you have to collect 81 inhibitors, not spend them, Make a save, upload it, go back into the game, max out one of the trees, have the trophy pop, close the game, re-download your other save, open the game again, then do the other one, right? Let that trophy pop, then close the game, re-download the save again, and then actually do whatever you want with the inhibitors because there's not enough in the game to fully progress and, it. And that, the problem with that is you're going to be underleveled, and I don't even know if you'll be able to make it to the... I don't even know if, like... Because you need to, you. I don't think all eighty-one are in that first area, so you have to progress the game in order to get the rest. There are seventy-three in the the areas I have unlocked right now. Um, which essentially means I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think you should do that. That's going to ruin your enjoyment of the game. Uh, I have only been going after inhibitors, and I have thirty-four right now. And the problem is to you know you can keep leveling up right which you get points you there's a skill tree for your stam your stamina things and your melee combat or whatever it is and that's certainly helping in some aspects um and allowing me to access higher level content i do more damage and things like that but it doesn't help the fact that my my health bar is this big yeah and your stamina and my bar stamina so there's is gonna, non-existent yeah there's going to be certain areas that you won't even be able to reach because you yeah and yeah. I, I think that's ridiculous I I yeah. think I think that is fundamentally shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but so. listen, these are negative things about the game. I, I want to talk about some positives because the game is more of the same. If you like Dying Light, you're gonna love Dying Light too. From uh, if it works, if your game doesn't get a death loop, uh, you're gonna love it. So 
Yeah. I don't want to talk about it like it's awful because it's not. But... No. And again, you know, for the first 10-ish hours, both of us. Uh, yeah. free, free running feels great, like I said earlier. I mean, especially as you upgrade those those things and you can start, you know, comboing your movement together. Uh, I just, yeah. For example, I just unlocked something where if you jump over something, it'll launch you a little bit so you can yep. keep going. <clears throat> um, you know, that feels good. Combat, melee combat feels awesome, especially with the, the DualSense controller. I think I've come to the conclusion that Dying Light 2 is a game that plays better than it looks. Yeah. I feel like if you watch gameplay of Dying Light 2, it's going to look very floaty. It's going to look very weird. The mm -hmm. physics aren't going to look right. It's going to look like your character's like just jumping around like all weird physics. Like your arms are going to be up in the air and shit. But if you're playing it and you feel like it's it's so hard to explain, but like it feels right. Yeah. It's like they designed it for the way you you feel and the way you're playing rather than the way someone's watching you play it. Sure. Uh, and so don't get turned off by watching someone else play it. You have to actually try it yourself, I think. Yeah, and the mapping the jump to R1 um, or RB, um, I don't know what it is on PC, uh, on a controller feels good. And I remember the original Dying Light did this and got some flack for it. But when you use it, I don't want to press X. You don't want to. It, where The way that the button is mapped is good for how you play the game. Yeah. I was annoyed at first with some of the control options or control choices, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to see if I could remap it, but I kind of just I stuck with it, trying to play the way they wanted me to play it. Mm -hmm. And the only problem I'm having is, like, for a little bit, I, I was having trouble parrying. I kept forgetting what button parry was. And then for a while, I was having an issue comboing. Uh, once an enemy is stunned, I can jump off of them and right. then do a drop kick. And, like, I was at the beginning, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting the hang of it. So, yeah. So... A little bit of a mixed bag. I think the game is good. Um, I want you to be able to play it. Um, I think there's probably a longer conversation that we don't have to have now about. Uh, I mean, it's just this continuous deluge of games that are fucking just not ready. Yeah. Um, and I'm sick of it, and I'm part of the problem, and I understand that. But you know what? I, I just, I'm tired of it. <laughs> That's it. I hear you. And this game's uh, been in development for seven years. I know. No excuse. And I, no excuse. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, not talk about the story. So far, I know I don't want to spoil anything for you. I'm further than you. Yeah. Um. So far, the story is just fine. Uh, you know, there's obviously, like, different classes, different factions, and you have to choose which faction you want to kind of align with. Right. How much that's actually going to impact the story, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um. There's been certain moments where I've been I've been made to like they're like you have to make a decision right now and a like a timer counts down and oh. I don't I don't know what that's gonna like happen and I actually made a choice once and I thought someone was gonna be mad at me and they weren't they they acted like nothing ever happened so mm. I truly don't know what that means but yeah I I do like most of the RPG elements I haven't progressed in any more of the story so I haven't come across that yet but in some some of the side quests I've been doing to get inhibitors. I've made some choices, and, and for example, I, I really don't like <laughs> when you make a choice in a game, and it, there's an immediate repercussion where it's like, that makes no sense. You know what yeah. I mean? And this game of side quest has a lot of them. For example, there, there is one, um, something about, you know, somebody being, selling, like, uh, contaminated water. Oh, I did that one, yeah. Uh, and then I made a choice, and I was like, oh, this will be fine, and we'll continue. And then he attacked me. I'm like... 
what? How does that even make any sense from the conversation that we just had? Oh, that's uh, interesting. And then I had to kill him, and I was like, oh. So that says right. to me that no matter what, you have to fight that guy. Well. Because I chose the option to just fight him, and you didn't. I and did still not. had to fight him. But if that's the case, I don't like it. Hmm. So. so it's the illusion of choice rather than actually giving you a choice. Maybe for the side quests? I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, the the ones I'm talking about are like actual, like probably right. story decisions. Yeah, I've only like again, I've only played up until when it lets you into the open world, and then I've been doing just open world stuff. So, all right. Well, let's move on then to our final topic of the day. It's a little segment we call Indie Intel, which is where we get a game that we found online, we show it to you guys, give it some love, uh, shout out the uh, studio that's making it. Today, we're going to be talking about a game that I found on Kickstarter. This game looks beautiful, and if I mention some of the games that it's inspired by, you're going to go nuts. So I'm going to start with that before I even say the name of the game. This game was inspired by video games like Okami, Hollow Knight, Paper Mario, and Celeste, and has been aesthetically inspired by anime such as Spirited Away, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, and Princess Mononoke. Mm -hmm. The game is called Bo, Path of the Teal Lotus, and it is a hand-drawn Metroidvania based on Japanese folklore. Do we have the game up behind us? We do. I need you to show the people this game and what it looks like. Because I could not believe it when I saw it. So just a little more background. Uh, Please. Use acrobatic aerial combat and platforming to explore a mysterious and atmospheric Metroidvania based on a fantastical ancient Japan. Bo's story will be a brand new Japanese folk story, but will incorporate classic folk tales as well. Bo Path of the Teal Lotus, or Bo for short, is a 2.5D platformer with Metroidvania elements based on a world of Japanese folklore. Use your legendary shape-shifting Bo staff to bounce and move fluidly through a delightfully demonic East Asian fever dream. Use the tight movement and reset system to reach areas efficiently and gracefully or make an intense yet satisfying recovery while floundering for footing. That's a mouthful. This game will contain a multitude of Japan-inspired environments that pay homage to Japanese folklore and aesthetics, all rendered in a unique hand-drawn art style. And I cannot put that any more into my head is how beautiful the hand-drawn art style is for this game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's playing behind us right now. It, it's pretty mesmerizing, to be honest with you. It's even got like the chowder effect. If you remember chowder, like where a texture would stay mm -hmm. put, but the character would move around. Mm -hmm. It even has like that element to it. So like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I just, I can't believe how fucking cool it looks. And uh, I believe the team is from Shanghai. So let me double check on that. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, They are from Chiang Mai, Thailand. Thailand. That's where it is. And they're called Squid Shock Studios, which is a badass name. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, this looks like Hollow Knight. There's no denying that. But the art style is incredible. The, the Hollow Knight games, like the inspired Hollow Knight games are, there's a lot of them. Let's not get it twisted. That game is very inspirational and a lot of people are kind of copying that style. But this has a unique art style that I think, you know, that's fair. I think that's fair for them to take that style and and you know, interpret it their way. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little uh, about the uh, actual Kickstarter. So the Kickstarter is live right now. They have made $88,842 and they only were looking for 35,000. 
and there's yeah. still just under a month to go. They have 23 days left. Yeah, there's two more stretch goals that they listed here. So 125,000, uh, they're going to get new team members, more animators, um, and then there's 150,000 secret here. So Yeah, so the only downside I could find while looking at their Kickstarter, Josh, is that I only see PC release. Mac, uh, Mac OS, Linux, and Windows. Mm. So that kind of sucks, but... I'm one of those people that have a PC now, so I, I really don't care. But well, this is like a perfect Switch game. Could come to other platforms, yeah. Maybe eventually. Um, this monkey, Moro, there's this monkey character. He's a massive macaw, I believe is how you say the name. Mm-hmm. I, I need to tell you something. Please. I love him, and I want him to be my friend. Brett loves him, and he wants him to be his friend. I'm also very upset because the tier that includes the plushie of the main character is already gone and i want that so well unfortunately can't do it chief but uh yeah man i think this game looks beautiful i think it looks very cute and cool and i uh i'm gonna back it i think i think this is one of the ones that you know i have to put my money where my mouth is and back it although they don't need my money uh they fucking blew it out of the water but yeah well they can take it but they can take it all right yeah Bo, a hand drawing hand-drawn metroidvania based on japanese folklore check it out links in the description of course and that's it we close the door on another podcast you happy you proud of that one yes oh gosh well we did it that's it it's all over new day new time same abysmal little show that we do I'm sorry, that was my phone. I got a text message. Hmm. That's interesting, Josh. What's that? It's Techland. They just tweeted that they're never going to fix Dying Light 2, and I'm never going to be able to finish the game. That's a real sad development. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It says only they, they actually added me it says, at Brett Rob. Mm-hmm. We will not be fixing the game for you only. Mm. My luck just continues, Josh. But you get happy birthday, dude. Yeah. Still banned in uh, Apex, apparently. Yeah, which is so fucking stupid. I just ordered the uh, parts that were missing from my PC with my own money. So I guess if they it's so ridiculous. If they find that I was, if you don't know this story, uh, don't worry about it. But basically, I ordered a PC. They, the parts weren't what I said it was, what was going to be. So zip now zap. I'm zip zap zoobity bop. Now I got a case with uh, the financial company that helped me finance this computer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully I get what I deserve and I can get a refund on the money I just spent. But I need, listen, your boy needs more gigs of RAM. Okay. Yeah. How much did I, you spend on this? I spent uh, 80 bucks for 16 gigs. Of DDR4, uh, I wanted to get the same brand just sure. because you know, you know, mixing and matching RAM yeah. is always the best idea. Yeah, probably not. And mine have lights on them, and it mm-hmm. looks cool. So I wanted, to, you know, I want four in a row. That way, I can use the program to like program. What did you get? On it. Corsair. Yeah, it's the Corsair RGB ones. Yeah, cool. So they're gonna come tomorrow, and then I'll have a beefier PC, and I'll be able to uh, open Photoshop and all these other things that I'm doing at the same time. 
and wallpaper Great. engine will work. Very good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so thanks for uh, thanks for this, everybody. Thanks for coming, Josh. Thank you mm -hmm. for uh, hosting. Thank you for hosting with me. Of course, it was a great pod, a great episode. Don't forget, uh, you know, you could use code Dubby or Slick, <laughs> W.GG. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Let me throw that up there, right there. Yeah. Use code Slick to save 10% on Dubby today. And then additionally, we do have, like I said earlier at the top of the pod, we got new merch on our merch store. Uh, Josh has the Crimson and Gold variant right there, but we have another one called the Pink and Perp. It's a limited edition only for this month. Uh, and then it's gone forever or another year from now or something. It'll be released later as like a legacy design. Sure. But uh, that's it, man. I mean, you got to get it now. There's a hoodie. The hoodie's cool. So the hoodie, it has the logo in the corner, which we, we don't have a hoodie like that. And then on the back, it's the front of Josh's shirt that he right. has now on the back. Yeah. So that's a good one. That's a cool. I actually don't have one myself. I have to order it because mm -hmm. I think it looks pretty cool. So absolutely. Well, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, make sure you all do the, this stuff. You like, you comment, you subscribe, you share with your friends, you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitch, uh, YouTube. Uh, as, as, uh, oh, TikTok too. We got TikTok. Oh yeah. You're making good ones. I like, I like those. Um, as, as say before quitting would say, uh, the titty, uh, we're going to call we're going to call our titty the egg. But What's the acronym there? Egregious, good. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> Could not think fast enough on that one. Egregious, good. Goiter. Egregious, good goiters. All right, there you go. So. Bye -bye. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do all that stuff. We appreciate uh, everybody uh, watching, tuning in live, and or on playback, and or any of the individual uh, videos we put up. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be doing uh, what's it called soon? Another un unclaimed baggage, like we talked about. We have a special coming up this week too, uh, um, which will probably be released as its own full video. And I think we're, we discussed giving everybody maybe a sneak peek on next week's pod, or maybe a, a slice, if you will, uh, a slice of, of the, do you want to reveal it now? Mm. I'm fine with that. Mm. Let me, let me consult with my, uh, my notes over here. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and reveal it. All right. Well, so it's actually pretty sweet. I'm really excited for it. We are going to be doing an interview with the creator of a little app called GG, which some of you might have heard of. Uh, it's, is there still sound effects playing? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, it's. I don't want to make this comparison because... I don't know if he if, if the creator of this app likes this comparison or not, but it is basically the letterboxed for games. Mm -hmm. uh, you can log your video games that you've played. You can rank them, give them a ranking, a star, uh, a star ranking. And uh, it's really good for organizing what you're playing, what's on your, your playlist or watch list, if you will. Uh, I just think that it's a really awesome tool for gamers. And it's also like a little bit of a social media thing, too. So 
we're going to be interviewing the creator of GG, and we're going to be picking his brain and finding out what his inspiration was for creating it, um, maybe a little bit of the history of the app, and what is coming soon in the future for GG. So uh, go, go uh, if you if it's live, go watch it. Uh, but it's not live if we're live, which we are live. So it's not live yet, but it will be live if you're not watching this live. So thank you. Subscribe. That's it. We're done. You just confused me. I just forgot something very important. What's that? <sighs> yeah. That's it. That's it. I wish that we had more time to prepare for this episode. I because we didn't expect it to be today. Right. I wanted to have all of our custom sound effects on our on our little soundboard here. Well, next week.